every time. I'm just, it's just, it, yeah, how can I forget that? Well, well, like, everybody else is like, Time Not Is. Like, me and Grace have never recorded a podcast together, and she's immediately like, Time Not Is. Time Not Is is a nightmare. I don't know. No, it's time, not! Time you clap on yes, the thing, you move the track over, you're done! No, I'm with, I'm with Ben. Six times Is is feed you like. Because you're not, you're not in the same space. It doesn't account for the, the lag of the call. It doesn't matter. I'm editing it. I can just move it. <laughs> anyway. uh, my new way is I, I count down every records kind of at the same time, and then I sync it to the OBS backup. That is your new, new way. <laughs> your, your, <laughs> your new way. <laughs> so there's going to be some energy on this podcast is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. seems like it. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of why we decided to do this. This is because we knew we'd have good energy. Um, but I'll casually remind Jen that she's the host, and so if she's waiting for me to do something, I'm not going <laughs> to. I was waiting for the conversation to die down before doing the intro, but I guess we could jump right into it, too. Uh... Hello and welcome to Novel Not New, a True End podcast. We're a narrative gaming book club podcast where we take games that have interesting stories and talk about them. <laughs> That's maybe the 10th iteration of that particular pitch I've had. My name is Jennifer Uncle, and I'm joined by my co-host Six Detmar. Hi. And we have not one but two special guests with us this time. Uh, first, we have Jackson from Abnormal Mapping. Hello. And we have Ryan from Safe Room. I I got some cubes over here. Cubes, him. Wait, <laughs> are those cubes? <laughs> That's my Jack. Let's take a breather. Uh, I'll have things to say about those cubes because there was a um, amazing diegetic dialogue moment that happened. But uh, before we jump into any of that. What have y'all been up to, um, other than playing this specific game? Who's going first? So, okay. I wanted to talk about a Square Enix game, right? Well, you came to the um, right place. <laughs> but Jen's already going to talk about the one I've been playing, mm -hmm. which is Triangle Strategy. And I'll chip in a little bit on that conversation, but I don't want to steal her game from her, right? Um, so I decided instead to play one of the world's most popular MMORPGs and talk about that. That's right, World of Warcraft. Mm. I, I'm surprised that, like, uh, Square didn't hold a stream that's, like, day of the World of Warcraft stream, just to flex on them. <laughs> that would have been so fucking funny. Um, I mean, the real thing that surprises me, genuinely, is that they haven't officially announced they're canceling the DLC for this yet. They haven't held a stream to cancel the DLC. <laughs> Uh, so what's happening with WoW? I saw there's a new expansion coming. It, it looks bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I can't tell the difference between good WoW and bad WoW anymore. Um, I played it one time over a decade ago, and it all just looked like a mush to me. I'm sure there is a difference. I'm sure some of it's good and some of it's terrible, as is the case with all things. But I, it's all, like, from a distance, it all seems like it's so on fire that I don't, I, I cannot discern. Uh, so it's, I, I used to play a shitload of WoW yeah. back when I was in college. 
Um, and then since then, like every two years, I kind of check back in and I'm like, hey, what's going on here? And it's like it I'm going to write an article about this, but um, as I always do, because it's just it's interesting to me. Um, but it's like it's like, you know, going back to, you know, the town you're, you you grew up in and being like, huh, wow, some things are really different and some things really aren't. And this is weird and like alien and familiar at the same time. Right. Um, and this time it's like going back to your hometown. Right. Only. None of the stores have closed. None of the stores have opened. It's exactly the same, except for a lot of buildings just don't have power. It's depressing, y'all. I mean, to be fair, that's actually what a lot of going to your hometown is like these days. That's the 2022 sure. going to your hometown <laughs> that's experience. True. <laughs> Not quite for me, because I grew up in London, so like my hometown's like, damn, look at all the like gentrification that's happened here uh, and how much more expensive it is and how I can't live here anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to pay for a $500 plane ticket to see my hometown right. because it's hundreds of miles away. But, um, yeah, it's just like they haven't – like they used to do like a big convent revamp every expansion. It's been two expansions. They clearly haven't done that. Um, like they've just broken a lot of things, right? <laughs> like – uh, first of all, the, I'm, I'm still in Legion, which is the one where it's like, oh, you get these cool legendary weapons and throughout the course of the expansion, you unlock special powers for them, right? And if you, like, mouse over one of those weapons, it just says, like, legacy item, all powers turned off. And you're like, so this expansion's now pointless then. Okay, cool. Um, and then, like, I did a little bit of questing and I got a dungeon for that expansion. And I was like, great, let me pull up the, like, the dungeon finder and do a dungeon. I was like, no, no dungeons from this expansion in dungeon finder anymore. You just can't, you know, if you want to do it by yourself, but otherwise, fuck you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so this really has the, the 14, the, the thing that 14 sold, which is, you know, I have a contentious relationship with 14 and its fans, but, um... You can play that game. They've, they've like yes. streamlined. They have stream. They've taken content out and they've streamlined it. But with the content that's remaining and in the game, you can play the video game from beginning to end. You can do that. And also, the thing that fourteen did that I mean, I just I just got so used to it, I forgot. Fourteen does a thing where if you're like you're level thirty and you want to do a level fourteen dungeon, it's just like okay, we'll scale you down to fourteen. Uh, won't do that here. Damn blizzard so if you are level 30 and you want to do a level 28 dungeon you can start a new character fuck you <laughs> um so it's just except for of course like if it's a dungeon from one of these expansions which just you can either do it solo or you cannot do it or you know or you can be a fucking lunatic and head to a capital city like stormwind and Wait! go into the trade chat where yes! people are trying to sell things and go hey i need four other people to do this with me and they'll go what the fuck are you doing it's 2022 fucked up so much that they've invented world of warcraft again and you have to go and post like <laughs> lfg whatever the shit it's a nightmare that's so funny that's so funny um one of the first things that happened was i did a thing i've done a million like probably actually thousands of times which is i went to dalaran which is one of the biggest cities and it's sort of like a hub and i took a portal to storewind right i've done this so many fucking times a portal from the sort of the hub to my faction's capital city and i got there and i was like i am in a small room and there is no door Oh, how do I leave this fucking room? It took me half an hour to figure out how to leave the room. How could you do the room? Okay, so the room is another series of portals, but one of the portals, the really big one, is not a portal. You just walk right through it. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you just walk right through it and suddenly there's a city. And by the way, that's not a, it's not like, it does not called like a st- portal to Stormwind. It doesn't have any art of Stormwind. It's just this big, like, swirling spiral of green and purple energy that looks like you're about to go fight fucking Lavos. So, and you just walk right through it, you no clip through it, and you're in the city. Okay, here's, here's, here's another question. When you, when you logged in, right? Last time you played was Legion, uh-huh. which was like 2016. Uh huh. Um, yes. I don't know. The 2016 one was Legion. Um, I think that's about right. Yeah, around then. Uh, when you logged into your character, where were you standing? Yes. Uh, I was standing in my class hall, which is like my HQ for Legion. Okay. So they, so despite the fact that they reset the entire state of the world and progression systems, including massive content of the, of the expansion for every expansion, they still let you lo- they still let returning players just go to where they were and get really confused rather than say Let's say if you haven't logged in since the last expansion, you are automatically brought with your character to a new on-ramp, like a normal video game. Well, well, here's one thing they did, though, is they were like, hey, welcome back. You're a returner. Would you like to activate returner? And I was like, sure, okay. And they're like, great. We're going to put you in the special channel for, you know, talking to guides. I have now played from since coming back, ah, 12 hours, maybe. Okay. I have never seen anyone say a single <laughs> thing in that channel. It's just a channel. No a one is in that channel? channel. It's just a special channel that no one's in. This is a disaster. Because I, I know intellectually, I know that what's happened here, and it's not that they're doing nothing. I know that the WoW progression is mostly focused on like various endgame stuff and funneling you there. That's why they don't want you right, replaying right. old expansions. Uh, it's not a narrative game in the way that um, 14, or like, you know, there is narrative in WoW, but it's it's like Destiny at this point. It is happening. When it happens to the world, it happens, you know, you can watch it on YouTube, you can watch it in the game. Um, mm-hmm. But when when you come in to play, it doesn't matter what expansion you're in, the world state is already at the present. You can't, you know, play through the old story. Well, you can. Okay, can you? I thought that wasn't really quite possible. If they're shutting it off... Well, so it's complicated. Basically, this was all complicated by Cataclysm back in the day, which was the one that was like, we're just going to redo. I know uh, Cataclysm like ruined game. World of Warcraft. Um, and ever since then, they haven't done that again. Um, so all the old content is there, but they just do a lot of things to make it a pain in the ass. Right. Amazing. Um, so, for example, like, all your ways of easily getting there are gone. Um, if you go to one of the hub areas, the hub is modern. And so it's like, you're like, oh, man, I'm in the middle of fighting King Big Shido, right? <laughs> and you head to the hub, and the first thing you see is the head of Big Shido mounted on the wall. And then a plaque below it that says, actually, he wasn't such a bad guy. And you're like, I guess that's the story of this expansion. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um. I did get a really sick cuts. Who here played Warcraft 3? Nobody. Great. Thank you. Um, but Illidan was cool in that game. And there's a great bit in the story that I got Illidan. that's now years Ill. old. Illidan. Ill. He's, he's ill, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and listen, he's had a hard life, like Snake. Um, and they're like, oh, man, turns out you're the chosen one and you're going to redeem you. And we're going to heal your the, the character says we're going to heal your scars. And he says, first of all, there's no such thing as a chosen one. Second one, I am a scars. Fuck you. And then he killed them. And I'm like, all right. Shout outs to Illidan. Anyway, that's my wow update. Wow. Update, 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 update. <laughs> <laughs> so much of World of Warcraft seems like like 
before Overwatch became a team shooter, wasn't that supposed to be like the replacement for World of Warcraft? Like it was supposed to be the big MMO they were going to work on next? It yeah, was Project going Titan. to be Titan, yeah. yeah. It was going to be in the MMO. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. then it became Overwatch. And then it died again, but it's also dead. It's already dead. <laughs> oh. no, Overwatch 2 still on the way, baby. <laughs> Debuting as a pro game because they're good at this. <laughs> But yeah, my point was that so much of World of so much of World of Warcraft's changes, at least on the outside, looked like okay. So the next big MMO they were going to use to replace this died out. So they don't have much of a plan of what to do with WoW. So they just keep adding things on and removing things just to keep things going without really having a grander vision or a idea of where they want to take it next. Yeah. Well, since you're going to make me keep talking about WoW, I guess if you insist. Um, the thing is, WoW's story is like is like 50 years of DC Comics, right? They cannot stay consistent to what a character is supposed to be from day to day. They can't fucking do it. And then also they're constantly just inventing bullshit because they have run out of, like, plausible threats. And so, like, the the current expansion, the premise of the current expansion is that they revealed a, a path to the afterlife. And the afterlife is mega hell. And, like, everyone goes to mega hell. Everyone who's died in WoW for any reason over the last fucking, what, like, 15 years has ended up in super hell and is being tortured for an eternity. And it's like, wow, that really undermines a lot of, like, the ho- the heroic sacrifices and stuff y'all did? Or, like, oh, this character was redeemed on their deathbed? No, they're going to double hell to suffer forever to empower the suffer god, so I he- guess. Okay, One- so they're, like, in Arkham, basically? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> About... Two years ago, I watched a YouTube video that was like the World of Warcraft lore explained in forty minutes, and <laughs> liars. <laughs> and I felt like I'd like inserted my brain into a washing machine um, <laughs> because, first of all, none of it made any sense. Second of all, uh, the entire first third of it was like almost as if it was a joke because it was it wasn't in chronological order of release; it was like in lore order, right? Um, okay, so. It was just about four separate layers of some creation gods, and then they make someone, but then the the gods above, like the gods below them, okay, there's like four layers of gods where they're try, they're, they're, there's one behind each one that's more secretly evil than the last that they're trying to use up with some secret god schemes. Um is yeah. what I remember. And there was like different, but the gods made different colored alien goo that did different things. <laughs> that's that's true. There is there are specific colors of alien goo. Things are color coded in WoW. Uh, as you can tell from me trying to remember that, not not much of that video stuck in specifics. <laughs> but I do remember going, "The fuck is happening in WoW?" <laughs> uh, it's it's very good. Uh, like. <laughs> It's just, there's so many fucking wild examples I could pull out. Uh, It's just incredible. The number of times they have, like, had a character and then they turned, they got Jokerfied and then they got killed and then they got retconned back into life and then Jokerfied again. Oh, it's always happening to me. They're just doing that constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's, there is a fucking... What is it? There, There is a character 
whose head you cut off after a dungeon and then like they're fine okay it's just incoherent i don't know what they're doing they clearly like i this is the most sympathetic i've ever been to wow because logging back in now it is clear they have also realized they don't know what they're doing and they are just sobbing (laughs) they're just like we have to keep making this game it is shrinking all the time but it's still the most like money making thing this company has we are not allowed to stop even though everyone who loved this project is long gone and also they were nightmare humans (laughs) Yep. <laughs> just, just, to, just to end this segment, I have um, a polygon story <laughs> from today, uh, the headline of which uh, made me uh, laugh really hard. <laughs> and okay. It may be too late to save the Overwatch fandom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just might. <laughs> no, not the Overwatch fandom! <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that's enough of that <laughs> oh my god yeah um i could talk about triangle strategy now unless other folks want to talk about what they played <laughs> it sounds like you're up okay yeah so after playing stranger paradise i was just kind of in the mood to tackle another big sort of jrpg style game and noticed that triangle strategy had come out like a month earlier i played the demo initially kind of bounced off it but decided to give it another shot and it kind of sunk its hooks into me like i've never played a tactics game for more than maybe 15 to 30 minutes before at least none that are built like this and that's a pretty fun genre like they do so much with like okay so i have a pyromancer and if it's a very sunny day their powers work even better but if it's raining i need to bring out someone else instead who can like cast an electricity spell and just take out 20 people within this little square of water and it it just hmm feel like i'm doing a bad job explaining this one moment <laughs> well you're trying to convince jackson that tactics rpgs are good so it's gonna be i just enjoyed <laughs> metal gear acid fuck you <laughs> i guess i have more experience with like story games so it's probably better to tackle that because okay there's a million game... factions in assault iron war and uh, one of them has to be the dynasty king am i right basically yeah <laughs> okay yeah, <sick>. <laughs> they've done it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are three countries, uh, one of which is the is basically the whole kingdom sort of situation, like, okay, here's a king, a queen. Wait, wait, wait. Oh my god. Jen, you Hold can't on. start off by being like, there's one kingdom where there's a king. You suck <laughs> I, at this. I was okay. gonna be like, oh, of course there's three, because it's called fucking triangle strategy, I'm an idiot. There's also, there's also <laughs> yeah, there's, that, yes. There's, right. Yeah, it, everything is triangles in this game. There's three nations. You have a scale that has three sides. Uh, there's three has, options for oh, every single dialogue sides? option. Because <laughs> I've only got, I've only seen two sides so far. I'm yeah, that's the thing. You side. have to wait. You have to get twenty hours in before they break out the third <laughs> scale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, things shit us at the fan, and things are serious now. It's time to bring out the third scale, because the leader of your house. Saranoa, 
He is the most indecisive motherfucker. His house's whole thing is like, okay, if there's ever an important decision we need to make, we have seven confidence. We're going to bring out the scale. And I'm going to ask all of you what you want to do about the situation. And majority rules. And it's just the funniest thing. They're all idiots. (laughs) Yeah, it's the funniest thing ever, too, because, like... Essentially, after a big ceremony over in the kingdom of Glenbrook, a advisor comes to you and is like, okay, the king wants to see these two nations off. Pick which one you're going to go home with to basically, as a as a gesture of goodwill. And immediately, Sereno is like, okay, bring out the scales. I need everyone's opinion on it. He has no ability to just say, okay, I'm going to go with you or I'm going to go with you. He needs to have a group huddle to decide who he's going to send off. And he doesn't get a vote. Yeah. <laughs> Your seven compatriots get votes, but the only way you can actually vote yourself is if a tie happens. Otherwise, the way that you manipulate what you want to happen is you you get a screen showing where... Each person in your party is leaning, like whether they want to do one thing or the other thing. You can go up to them and try and convince them to vote the other way that they're thinking. But uh, you can totally fuck that up. And then when voting time happens, they'll just choose something that you weren't intending to do. And that is an interesting element, but it also just makes the main character seem like the most ineffectual person. Especially when it gets into serious issues. Like, uh, one of the other nations here, Hyzant, they're basically a holy order who sees an entire race of people, the Rosellans. It's a fantasy racism thing, so the signifier is just that they have pink hair. So they basically have these pink-haired people working in this... um, section called the source harvesting salt and it's an awful situation because they're just dying while working there they get kicked around they just get treated horribly and after seeing this happen Serenona's like okay um i am indecisive on whether i'm going to take the rosellans we're keeping under our nation and give them to you jen <laughs> we didn't come here to free slaves <laughs> I guess you're right. We we can't, we came here to like decide who is going to be the ultimate king of everything around us. Or in the case of like Ace Frost, it's like, okay, here's the three pillars. There's the nobility, there's the holy order, and here's free enterprise capitalism. <laughs> and one of these three is going to rule the, the country for good. And it's just handled in the silliest way. Like, when Ace Frost takes control of a specific area, the villain has a whole speech about, oh, I'm going to introduce democracy to the people. And when people get a taste for democracy and freedom, they'll reject the nobility forever. Ha 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 ha. And this game's politics are are all over the place is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, my biggest complaint, because I'm also playing, but I'm not as far as Jen, um, is that everyone you give a vote is an idiot. <laughs> so you're making these decisions, and like, 
even when you even when people are on your side, it feels like for the worst reasons, right? Like I'm fucking it's like, oh, which of these two nations are we going to visit? And I'm like, well, okay. Currently, we're in a we're in an era of peace, but tensions are high. We're doing like military demonstrations. Clearly, that is a sign that shit's going to pop off. I need to firm up an alliance before this goes bad. So I need to pick the nation that I'm already close with to sort of harden up that alliance. And one of the few people who agrees with me that we need to go north is like, yes, we should go north because they have a Burger King. And I'm like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Uh, I love a Burger King. I mean, listen, I, you know, Burger King's all right. You know, it's, it has its ups and downs. But I'm trying to think about the, the future. And no one does. Even the fucking tactician advisor, like, openly says, like, yeah, all I'm ever concerned about is how to get us surviving the next five minutes. It's like, you're the advisor. If you can't fucking think long term, you're fired. Yeah. Um, there's a bit a little bit later where he's like, okay. We need to retake this area from the enemy. We're going to need to use this area at a later date. But what I'm proposing is that we just flood the whole fucking place. <laughs> and everyone else is like, what are you talking about? That's going to ruin the area. <laughs> and all he can say is, yeah, well, it's going to get us. It's going to be the easiest way to fight them. It's all stuff like that. And it's baffling. So this is the tactics game for you, besides Acid 2, <laughs> which I'm glad you liked because I love Acid 2. I mean, I... I so my, my issue with the tactics games, right? Um, and I say this having played, like, three. Um, and you know what? I'm counting FF12 in here, uh, despite not being a tactics game. But narratively, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, my frustration is often when uh, they gesture towards serious, real politics. Like, we're not about fantasy shit and destinies. We're about, like, politics and these nations going back and forth. But, like, they're still brain-empty dumb. Um, oh, yeah. So it's just a lot of talking back and forth about nothing till someone finds the gem to be the king. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> or, or, or often it's like, okay, listen, we're doing real politic. And you're like, listen, you're bad at this. But, like, I guess uh, you're trying. Right. And it's like, gosh, you know, all these bad actors on either side, except for no, actually, there's only one bad actor. And it's the tentacle monsters from the I mean, shadow. Realm. And to be fair, that's you're not like, just tactics okay. games. That's fucking everything ever. Everything, no, of course. Know? Of that's course. That, but when you're so many trying stories, to, yes, it, it makes it very hard to take your politics seriously when the answer is it's a bunch of shadow monsters that want you to have abortions. Um, oh, yeah. You mean Fire Emblem? You mean when Fire Emblem was like, oh, 80 percent of every Fire Emblem game when they're like all these questions you've been asking is this fine? We're just going to kill the bad dragon every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. I love Fire Emblem. I love those games. They're fucking stupid. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's more like, you know, in a Final Fantasy, it's not, it's not that a regular normal Final Fantasy has better politics. It's just not about politics in the same way. So when my friends are the chosen one and they beat the boss, uh, like when Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest is... It, even more traditionalist and kind of regressive uh, than a tactics game, right? It, it is literally the good king will kill everyone. It's it's fine, um, but because it it's not discussing politics in that way, I can just enjoy it on its own terms and not get annoyed. Uh, that's my problem with the like uh, more politically minded RPGs. I I would love to play one where it's like nails it. I'm sure there are many where it's actually that good. I just haven't found them for myself yet because I there are not. <laughs> There's got to be one or two. <laughs> Sure, but you said there are many. That's definitely not true. I'm just I played trying a lot to say, like, I come off as dismissive because I'm talking. I'm like, oh, 
I'm sure there are people yelling at exceptions at the at the uh, at the, at the headphones, and I'm I, I don't not believe them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love to. Sure, play sure. Them. I'm just saying I am a fan of the genre, and yes. all your all your <laughs> problems with it are super valid. Yeah, I just I, because those are the problems I've had, but I haven't played so. I'm not an expert, so I feel kind of weird sure. saying it. I um, get you. I get you. Like Acid Two, that game's got a fucking terrible story. Not about these things, though. Um, <laughs> no, it's about it's about, it's about the show plane being hijacked by fucking puppets. Uh, no, that's Acid One. <laughs> oh, you're right. That is Acid One. Shit, I played Acid One recently, and I got the two conflated. Anyway, um, I guess me and Ryan can talk. Do we have anything to talk about? Because we ha- we haven't even mentioned Chaos yet. Well, that's the point. <laughs> this is the segment beforehand where we talk about other games. We've been recording for half an hour. <laughs> no. <laughs> we could definitely move on to the game if everyone's ready. <laughs> Damn. Alright, just gonna let Jackson steamroll it then, huh? No, no, no. Right, you go. You go. I didn't mean... um, listen, you know the big time podcaster comes in here and just tells us a few things about how I she didn't, should be no, I didn't mean to mean, I didn't mean that whatever. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to I'm not a big time anything. <laughs> uh I have two roads we can go down. And I don't I... have a lot to say about either of them. Perfect. <laughs> one is Chrono Trigger. And uh-huh. one one is Fast 9. <laughs> well, Fast 9's not a story game. so It has a story. There's a narrative. <laughs> it's not a game, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Chrono Trigger's good. Anyway, you probably <laughs> already played Chrono Trigger. It's I'm like halfway through Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And it's like a normal RPG, and then you get to the prehistoric times, and you're like, damn, this gets horny as fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Okay. In that case, how's <laughs> <laughs> Fast 9? Bad. I've been like, oh, I should watch it. And then every time I think about it, I, I just don't. <laughs> the first act hinges on Vin Diesel emoting, and I'm like, no, what are you guys doing? You can't do this. He doesn't what? know how to act. Losing Paul Walker ruined those movies. You just need it your like boring FBI guy to go. Mm. Like they they tr- they brought Justin Lin back, but like he can't help the fact that Paul Walker's gone. <laughs> So yeah. it's just like, uh, I don't know, Cardi B is here, she shows up, hey, Han's back, but he's like an assassin guy. What? Um, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. How's, how's John Cena? Boring. Boring as fuck. They brought wait, wait, are we Cena. talking about the movie or just John Cena the man? No, like, <laughs> he's not even, like, a charismatic John Cena. He's, like, brooding, like brooding boring ass john cena who is somehow vin diesel's brother and they're like yeah they look similar you can see the bloodlines i'm like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) what (laughs) oh okay we went nine movies and like (laughs) and then it's just like yeah so mia's just like yeah so i knew john cena this whole time i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) what I mean, that's how they do everything, to be fair. They on the Han death again. They go back <laughs> to the same fucking shot where he dies. And it's like, okay, here's another thing that happened off screen that you didn't see. I'm like, why? Why are you guys doing this? Wait, hang on. Uh, is Mir in it? Yeah. How? 
What do you mean? Uh, uh, when was the last one you watched? Fast, fast uh, the one before night. She's not dead, but she is off being quote unquote dead with Paul Walker. She's off. She's with him. They bring her back because is, is, the, is Paul the Walker whole at thing. home? Because they didn't yes, fucking kill Paul God Walker is chilling at home. No! We have part, Paul Walker at home. <laughs> there's a part at the end of this movie where they have the cookout because it's a fast movie. They have the cookout, and and her and the sister is like, "We there's you know we're waiting on Paul." And then his car rolls up, and then it cuts to credits. So I'm just like, no! this is the worst way to do this, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was like, they can't not kill him. They have to kill the character because otherwise the rest of the no. movies, you're going to be like, oh, uh, what's well, his Brian's just off screen. He's, Brian just, he's just he's chilling. He's having yeah. a great time. Where <laughs> yeah, the he's laughing too. <laughs> he's laughing too. And they've really been doing that. Holy shit. But, but because the whole thing is they have to sell John Cena as Vin Diesel's brother, they have to bring back Mia to be like, yeah, I know John Cena. <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> It's awful. I did. I didn't realize that they still had like Brian around, but just not in the show. Yeah, no, he's chilling. I think he's. He might as well just be like. They don't even like. He's the babysitter. They don't even do anything like that. They're just like, yeah, he's chilling. He got out of the game. I'm like, what game? You guys are like in space. Like, but then, what so game are you talking about? They're writing the movie, and they know that they like if he is alive, he can't not come to the cookout because <laughs> that's yeah. so rude. That's like that's worse than doing an evil plot in a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, just need to start a movie with like Vin. Paul's sick of your shit. <laughs> uh, what's the car that pulls up? It's like the blue, like, I don't is it fucking the, no cars. Well, because, you know, Vin's in the muscle cars, he's the fucking Fast and Furious stuff. Well, it's, it's, the, it's a blue car that pulls up that's obviously <laughs> okay. Brian's car. <laughs> and you're supposed to be like, yeah, Paul Walker, hell yeah. But no, like, nobody comes out of the car. Because he's like, dead! There's, he's no re- dead. there's no reaction <laughs> shot to be like, yo, he's here. He just pulls up into the driveway and then it cuts the credits. <laughs> You know how they should have done this? They should have just put up a empty chair and put a stick in the chair and put a JPEG photo of Paul Walker. Like, take that to the stick and just be like, yeah, barbecue with the family. That would be less awkward. This is is so disrespectful. Like, he's... He died. He died. And To be fair, I guess, not as bad... Not as, as bad um, as Rise uh, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. No. It's not like they have three shots of Paul saying this like, yes. This is the car. This car. Or right the here. car. Or... This car pulled up into the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and it's like, yep, credits. credits. Oh, the Nissan. Okay, Don't sure. worry. But Paul Walker is totally at the cookout, you guys. Awful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that note, we should probably get. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't have. I've, I've been. I've, I've been playing so, Assetto, and I'm. I don't here's your real fucking agenda: is you're like, we should definitely stop talking about what we've been playing. <laughs> I ha- Sorry, I got a little distracted uh, <laughs> when the 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 instance of Paul Walker's uh, present, like. Schrodinger's, you know, death in fiction <laughs> was brought up. What anyway. if he's already dead in Key Universe and everyone just can't accept it? Mia shows up and Vin Diesel's like, why aren't you with Brian? I'm like, 
It's ridiculous. That's so stupid. God, okay. I just love how much they were like, shit, why did we kill Han? We need to bring him back (laughs) immediately. Why did we kill him like 30 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, sorry, Jen, please. (laughs) Yeah, we're here to discuss uh, Strange of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Um, Came out in March um, for... PC, PlayStation, Xbox, all that jazz. Um, don't play it on a PS4 or Xbox One because you'll have a bad oh fucking God. time. <laughs> it looks awful. Yeah, and it's made by Team Ninja, who, like, historically most famous probably for Ninja Gaiden, but in more Sigma recent... Sigma 2, yeah. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, but more recently, they've been known for the Neo games, um, which are basically... Make- Dead or Alive. Oh, yeah, that's still going, too. I, I keep forgetting about Dead or Alive. <laughs> that is technically a bigger deal than Ninja Gaiden, even if I, you know, for us, we're going to care about the character action game. Yeah, yeah. DOA's all right. Recently, they kind of figured out mechanically how to make those games, like, good, which was, you know, nice. Yeah, I've been <sighs> asked I've been asked by Ryan to give a plot summary of this, so... <laughs> The newly born Roxas is discovered in Twilight Town by Xemnas, the leader of Organization 13, who makes him part of their group. Roxas doesn't remember who he is and develops a personality of his own as time passes. And he's sent on daily missions to... No one's stopping me, huh? Okay. Yeah, we are, yeah, come <laughs> we on, Jen. We collectively and silently agree to, like, not say anything <laughs> until you stopped. Because <laughs> I've been dying over here in secret. I've been like, okay, you know what? It's funnier if I just say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the real story is that a man named Jack um, goes to a town square, determined to defeat chaos. Three other men, Jack and Ah, I ain't... Oh, he's Jack Jackie Man. <laughs> Two other men. joined by Jed and Ash, who also notice they carry similar He's the pers- third man. <laughs> Jack is joined by Jed and Ash, who realize they have similar crystals and decide to be partners in crime to defeat chaos because of it, with a fist bump and everything. After going to the... After going to the Shrine of Chaos to take care of Chaos, um, the knight that they fought disappears and forms a smaller woman named Neon, who essentially talks about how Chaos isn't real and how Say she- smaller woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought we were going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they see her and it's like, okay- we have four warriors of light now, just like the prophecy says. Everything will be fine. And as they continue on, they end up picking up a fifth person and bigger around- woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bigger woman named Sophia. And <laughs> like they start to, as they're doing this whole thing. They're noticing that the environment isn't changing around them the way they anticipated it would, and also every time they defeat one of the big boss monsters, they pick up memories of uh, 
who they assume to be previous versions of themselves. And as they continue to go and collect memories, they're kind of making the world a worse place until they have to confront the fact that, okay, five people are here. It's supposed to be four. Everyone is suspicious of us. What do we do? And at that point, Jack has the rug pulled out from under his feet and he starts realizing who he really is and what his true purpose is. Is that the end of the summary? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't sure whether we wanted to jump into the ending stuff just yet we're, or whether we I wanted mean, to. We're going we're gonna to lay everything out. So, that, so turns out Jack and his friends are strangers. They're sent by Lufenia, which is a kingdom that is like super technologically advanced and has sort of extracted itself from this reality. And they mine energy from it by manipulating light and darkness. And, and the strangers, a.k.a. Jack and crew are sent there to sort of maintain things, um, but they've decided that that's bullshit because they're treating Cornelia like they're not really people, so they decide to rebel and, and kill them, and Jack sort of realizes this at the end because he's been sort of... Everyone else has gradually remembered what the scheme is. Jack has remembered other things, but not exactly what the scheme is, so he becomes chaos, and uh, now he's the boss of Final Fantasy One. Yep, the game basically ends with the four of them, well, the five of them gathering together in the Chaos Shrine and being like, okay, we're going to make the Warriors of Light ourselves, and once they arrive to fight us, we'll be able to put this world's destiny in their hands, not Lafinia's. If you decide to play this game, if you haven't already, please play this with a English voice acting. That's my <laughs> first point. It makes I am a person who switches to Japanese every time. I'm a I'm a psychopath. Um, the Japanese voice actors are just doing anime voices, just normal anime voices, and that's not what this game is. You need the English voice actors. They understand what's happening in this game. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it understanding compared to the other voices necessarily <laughs> but um they do give it a specific campy delivery that works very well with everything going on here i don't give a fuck who you are <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah there's just so to give it context for how weird this game is like at least from the get-go like you start on a cold open of a mysterious dark knight thrashing through the castle, like, killing people left and right. It's, it's not a mysterious it's dark garland. knight. It's, it's fucking garland. garland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Garland's cutting people up left and right and making them turn into red crystals and all that. And after that cutscene, you go into a boss fight. And immediately after that boss fight, it jumps... What I initially thought was that it was jumping backwards, but it seems like, based on what they remember from that boss fight the second time you get there, that was just a failed attempt earlier, because it cuts to them meeting in the town square, being on a boat. It jumps all over the place in ways that are... that makes sense as you go on later, but... 
I still think that's a mission uh, missing. There's a hundred percent total mission missing. I'm raising my hand and going. The part where they skip three missions still does not make sense they, they, to me after playing the game. Before you even get to the very first mission, they throw a text box on the screen saying, "And then they went and killed some tutorial monsters." <laughs> <laughs> and you don't, but you don't do it. You don't actually fight. You don't. You, you do not do that. So I was no, very it cuts confused. to a cutscene of them on a boat being like, "Boy, that was some Man, adventure." That was that was so fucking boring where's chaos <laughs> where's chaos yeah and jack uh licking some blood off his face that doesn't actually come off it just he just rubs his thumb against it and nothing changes but yeah this game is when you initially start out it feels like the game is almost made broken into several pieces in a way that you don't expect from a game of this budget or a game with the name final fantasy attached like what budget i ask (laughs) Uh, yeah it's there's a bit where once you get to the town and you have your talk with the king um you come outside it cuts to a in-engine cutscene where a shop where an innkeeper's like, "Hey Jack, long time no see. I got everything set up for you." And you and your you and your friend just go into the inn, and it cuts to the next day. And you also have a menu where, from the overworld, you can just talk to all these NPCs in a way that's like, between that and the inn cutscenes, it's very clear that they used to let you. The, the initial plan was to let you walk around this city, but that never happened, so all of that content is just here ready for you to go through it through a drop-down menu. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's weird because they clearly did build the, the very small city area because you have fights there, but... Yes. You know. It's strange. Uh, um, yeah, it's, this it's only like... gets this only gets worse as like later on in the game. Whenever you talk to Astos, it like cuts to like your like tiny like area where you can talk to your other like party members, and they're all they just say is like, "Let's hear what Astos has to say." And I'm like, "Well, why <laughs> am I standing in this room then?" It is very strange. Like the times they do do that, it's like three times in the game, and has no purpose but the menu for like the entire menu conceit of the video game is designed the ui in that space station so it's like well was originally you just meant to like you weren't going to see the menu till you got this part of the game at one point of the design and then the like openness would open up because it's only like it's linear missions until that point i'm like going through all the design possibilities and there's no way to know uh neo mm-hmm. is also like a weird game with the with the menu system uh, mm-hmm. That teaches you between like very separate levels, uh, so that's like on on part of this team. Um, I late in the game, I went through all the dialogue because I had you know like the t- town dialogue because I hadn't bothered. Um, and there was a point where I almost I thought about making a Twitter video about the fact that for three chapters in a row, the guards were just like you know crystals light shine upon you. It's like why is this here? Don't even put this in the menu. Strange choices. You can, or you, that, right? You, they do have different options for every character, every point in the story. But sometimes there's no content. And you just, you just press the button. And it plays the old thing, and you're like, okay, sure. Oh uh, yeah. Very and sometimes strange. you have like the, the guards, especially like there's 
the guards sometimes have ones where they're both in it. Like you pick the grizzled veteran, who I guess is Biggs in this scenario, and Biggs has a conversation with like the with Wedge standing behind him, and Wedge chips in, and then you pick Wedge, and Wedge goes, "Crystal's light shine upon you," <laughs> and you're like, "Okay." Yeah, this game is also just very visually rough in a way that immediately harkens back to something like you'd see on the 360 just in terms of the lighting especially (laughs) like the lighting's okay when you're at the chaos shrine but there's a point where you warp to a world that's basically supposed to be final fantasy 13 and the bloom is out of fucking control like i had to check my tv settings to make sure that i hadn't accidentally sat on the remote or messed with settings but uh i've watched videos of it online and yeah that that whole section is just bloomed to hell and back in a way that looks broken at times. Uh, yeah. Anytime you go into an area with no light and then come out into the sunshine, it's like hell. <laughs> I'm dying, Scoob, every time. <laughs> yeah. And it- the default for communicating any status effect is a very 360 era like colored lighting layered over someone flashing that looks really bad like oh they're flashing red now because they're weaker to fire um that stuff's good (laughs) (laughs) everyone's being too mean to this game and you're not saying things that aren't true but the thing is it's just rules. good. This game rules. I just want. I feel like everyone's been like, "Oh, and this thing sucks, and the lighting sucks, and the the, the dialogue sucks, and the things like it's the game owns." <laughs> the, I mean, my main criticism of the game is that I wish they'd given it a proper budget. I think all most of my problems are just due to the fact that they didn't have any money. It's not actual criticism of the work they did. Yeah, but I've seen games that Square Enix gives bigger budgets to. They're not better in the ways I would want them to be. <laughs> then that's not no, where I'm... the money goes. Like, you know, Seven Remake has also got people standing around doing terrible cutscenes. Um, sure, but it's pretty. It is, it is, it is pretty. <laughs> but I, I'm saying that, like, I don't think a higher budget version of this is necessarily better in the ways that we would want. Like, we want more enemy variety and more, and like a better end game that isn't just a terrible grind. I want someone to explain why Jack can make things explode into crystals. Don't think you're going to ever get that, bud. I need to know why that happens. It's mm. sick. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, this game has a thing where, like,. Th- Enemies have their health bar, but they also have a stagger meter, and if you can get that to the bottom, you can hit a button and, like, Jack will do a quick animation where he punches them or breaks a horse's neck or just <laughs> holds his hands over a Tonberry's body <laughs> and it explodes th- into gore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sick. I think they use the red crystals to, like, obfuscate the gore a little bit because red crystals are flying all over the fucking place and the pre-rendered cutscene at the beginning and end make it very clear that they mix the actual blood with the red crystals shattering in a way that doesn't necessarily show up in the actual game proper but mm-hmm. yeah it it feels like even though this game got an m rating they weren't too eager to just go all out at all times like Jack is very selective about his fucks, and they use the red crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just has the one. 
the the prince that was a joke. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack has the one fuck which is killing chaos. <laughs> Until he doesn't have that anymore. Uh, but yeah, I mean, okay. So the writing on this in this game is actually fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, it's genuinely really good. And this is this is the the Nojima's trick. Um because <laughs> <laughs> every th- I feel like the last few Nomura Nojima games and I'm basically remake as what I'm talking about here so yeah. Remake's coming out. It looks bad. The demo comes out. It's terrible. Uh, it changes the plot point in a way you're like, what a fucking terrible idea. This could ruin everything. They're going to kill Final Fantasy. It looks so bad. And I play it, I'm like, God damn it, Nojima, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and, that, and then that one plot point change is like actually the most interesting thing about the game because it's doing something. Like it's also doing the shitty thing and minimizing all the terrorism stuff. Uh, but like it's, you know, um, presenting this. Uh, Real politics plot about the ways in which Avalanche and their methods differ from Wu Tai and their methods because they're fighting different wars and the difference between like this is like a resistance cell in a city that they want to continue to live in, the other one's like a national struggle. Uh, what's the difference between this thing? I'm like, surely that's just me. I'm just reading into it. Um, you know, they won't they won't go any further with this. It's just the implication of like four lines in the game, and I'm going off. And the entire DLC is about that. I'm like, God damn it, Nojima, you've done it again. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so just like, and this is a similar thing where I was like, oh yeah, I saw the trailer. I get it. I you know like my way, he's Garland. He's gonna do the evil thing, but for right noble reasons. Um, oh, he's in love with the princess. That's gonna be stupid. Um, and I saw all those things and I was like, it's just not going to be good. And then I, well, you know, played it. I was like, that was just good. That was just a good Final Fantasy story. And I feel like most of the writing is just about, like, the most realistic portrayal of friends Square Enix has ever done. Of, like, I don't know, this guy is kind of an asshole. And sometimes he treats his friends like shit. And, like, he'll apologize for it, and he'll make it up to them, but also sometimes they're in the... Like, the dialogue between the party members is just really fucking good. Yeah, I do... I wouldn't say it's, like, the best depiction of friends that Square Enix have ever done. I think that's a little little high. I mean, I think... Do you think that's high? I mean... What's the competition, Kyrie? No! <laughs> Obviously, that's at the bottom! <laughs> What are you talking about? That's my point. They suck shit at this. No, I'm saying like, you know, Final Fantasy X 2, Final Fantasy 15. I haven't played 15, but I've seen enough banter from it that I'm like, you know, that's a game about the lads. I guess uh, that's fair. I, I have problems with some of the writing in 15, but it's it's mostly all right. I have, I have not played it necessarily, but I'm willing to say that like that's also a game about the lads in the car, right? Like it's another game sure, about... Sure, fair. And fair. similarly, 10-2 is like a road trip game. I I know most... Like 13, that's a game with a party I like. That's not like... They're, they're having like important dialogue about destiny, right? They're not having mm-hmm. uh, the kind of banter that's happening here where it's... There's, there's like long periods between plot points so they're just kind of like talking to Jack about his weird approaches and Jack's like and they're like oh look at this asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah occasionally the in-world dialogue will get interrupted by something else in a funny way like there's a bit where Sophia was just being like I keep getting these memories of this other person who looks just like me I don't know who I am anymore and because I was walking next to a checkpoint, immediately after she said that, <laughs> Jed just screams out, Cube's here! And <laughs> that made me laugh for a good 30 seconds or so. But uh, 
Yeah, it's one of those situations where people see the clips of the three of them meeting and, like, fist bumping over the crystals, and they joke about how silly and awkward and awful this game seems to be when they're kind of missing, A, they're kind of missing the energy, and B, Jack is constantly like this earlier because, like, the crystal... He's a man that's been damaged so bad by this safe crystal thing, where they're supposed to store all their memories in this crystal, and if they aren't constantly refreshing the crystal, it'll, like, start removing memories from them. And, like, at the time we're meeting him, he's like, oh yeah, it's it's great. It's a blessing to forget things. I'm just... It puts me for... It pushes me forward to my purpose. But as he's remembering real shit... Eventually gets to the point where he's like, oh god, this is... What was I even doing back there? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it's interesting just to watch this person go from very focused, guided goal. T talking in almost cartoonish sense sometimes to, like, realizing over time, oh, this... I have to protect the others from this, but also, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. At one point, he even just straight up says, Okay, I don't... I had this drive to kill Chaos, but now that's gone, and... I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I guess I'll just keep moving forward, but what the fuck? <laughs> While the others are just looking at him like, Oh, what are we gonna do with him now? <laughs> don't worry, he'll still snap a, a, a horse's neck. It'll be fine. <laughs> They like, I mean, the, the, the stuff that I like is when they're, they're running through the 15 area doing a fetch quest for Astos. Um, and they just start talking to him like, you know, Jack, at this point, you might want to start like being introspective and asking yourself questions about what you want as a person. And Jack's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even before those moments happen too, just like there's a bit where... <laughs> Jed points out something very obvious to Jack, and Jack's like, yeah, yeah, I know. It kind of barks back at him, and immediately goes, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm just like this. I shouldn't have said that like that. Just, let's just keep moving. I do value as a friend. <laughs> Yes, there is that that bit where like um, that that line's gone viral a couple of times where Jack's like, "I, I know I wasn't mad at you. <laughs> I'm just trying to communicate." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's very much who the dude is, and I think it's kind of refreshing to sh like not just like it's not refreshing like what if a dude was toxically masculine in a video game <laughs> like god what are that that what would that be like but like the game is willing to show like now that kind of sucks man and he knows it and he's like he does like at times try to do better but he also fucks it up a lot like he's bad with people not that not like he's not awkward or stumbly he just is like knee-jerk, like, aggressive to everyone in a way that he regrets. Uh, and I'm over here like, this is every PS1 Final Fantasy protagonist. I've played this game before. Uh, yeah, every... I mean, it's not yeah, special. Like, I, I liked yeah. it because it was just like, oh, this is just a Final Fantasy game. Um, I think it's really, like, uh, smart about the ways in which it does its meta stuff. Um, which is just like, you know, the Lufenians are just a metaphor for Square Enix. Um, yeah. 
and he's like oh we must break free and make our own fate as they always say literally every time um but i think for one of those it's like it's a really really good really traditional final fantasy game um uh i really liked it uh i like my boy astos uh jack and astos pairing canon <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the way the way in which this game like I cannot give less of a shit about Astos, and then within one cutscene, I'm like, damn, <laughs> Astos number one, homie. He's yeah, that's the thing with the trailers. They're all focusing on the princess, and the secret is that Astos is the real glue that's the real princess. Jack together. <laughs> I, this is, this is, here's where I fucked up. Is I was like, oh, it's going to be about the princess softening Jack's anger, and that's how he will do his like big boss scheme to become no, chaos instead he's like no i am not horny <laughs> <laughs> no would you like to listen to my mp3 player uh. <laughs> <laughs> finally a final fantasy game where folks just share a pair of buds together and listen to some music <laughs> jack chaos does not compress his mp3 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what Jackson was gonna say something. I yeah, think. I, I was. I didn't know. The, the game's good. <laughs> I don't remember where <laughs> where exactly I, I was. Um, but uh, I I do think it's uh, just a very smart game. In smart, yeah, very smart. I'm like it's not like a deep deconstruction of the genre, but it is like very self aware. I guess is a better term uh, mm-hmm. of what makes these kind of Final Fantasy games tick. Uh, it's this very uh earnest thematic core that is not complicated but is like you know power friendship and it knows that the power friendship has to be made by making the characters actual friends if Nomura would take notes to his other project that'd be great thank you um, they have to do things and talk about things and you have to believe they care about each other for the power friendship ending to work um mm-hmm. which you know i don't think anyone in kingdom hearts has had a regular conversation since 358 over two days Let's eat some ice cream. We are best friends. <laughs> Let's eat some ice cream. We are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Astos is... Astos is Gahoni! initially... <laughs> yeah, as presented, he's just very... A very playful FET character who is clearly... Like, he, he's given these glowing red eyes and stuff like that, so you're kind of expecting him to portray you at any moment, but... As I mean, he is, more- he is the the evil elf dark prince from Final Fantasy 1. So, like, yes, you are meant to... You, he is meant to be a bad guy in the canon of Final Fantasy, but, like, if you start this game, you're like, well, we're clearly the four fiends in chaos, uh, so I bet he'll be our bro, and guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, as it turns out that you were just being a bad friend to Astos all along because he was basically sent over as an observer by Lufenia, um, basically to point the strangers in the right direction and to log their data and stuff like that. And he's basically treated like shit by the Lefenians to a point where he is actively despising his role. And the thing that makes it even worse for him is that you're constantly coming back, getting to know him a little bit better, being like, yeah, it's really fucked up what they're doing to you here. We should figure out a way to stop that sometime. And... Astos is just like, yeah, yeah, you're just gonna fucking forget that, like always. And it gets to the point where Astos has finally fucking had it, and he just goes sicko mode for a while while you fight him as a boss, and immediately after defeating him, everything comes flooding back to Jack, and he realizes, 
Oh, this is the person I was supposed to save, and I've just murdered him. <laughs> and that even more than, like, the princess dying feels like the real spark that pushes him into the fuck Lafania, we're going to make things right role. Yeah, however Jack feels, who gives a shit about the princess? <laughs> <laughs> they do just kind of kill her off almost immediately <laughs> when they get to when it's her time to go and at that moment is also the moment where jack realizes oh i kind of loved her at one point okay this really sucks <laughs> they they push her off to the side so quickly <laughs> mm-hmm. which i guess is kind of a trope no at this point. tradition <laughs> yeah for tetsuya nomura produced video games that is a tradition but uh I guess they put enough into Astos that I wasn't really thinking about how much they screwed over the princess here. <laughs> well, also neon rules. Yeah, yeah neon rules. great. Um, the princess is just, like is just kind of a minor character, and also like it's different. You know, Kyrie is theoretically a main character, <laughs> uh, but Princess Sarah is just the princess from a JRPG. In the original game, you rescue her and she gives you a loot. Like it's not that complicated. Um, uh I will remind you that Kyrie is also a Disney princess, Jackson. No, but I'm saying that like Kyrie is also like a main character <laughs> yes. who supposedly interacts with the main cast and does things with them. Um, yes, and it's not really like I, I didn't think it was sidelining Princess Sarah. This was kind of the role I expected. Uh, and yeah. Neon's the best party member, so she's so mm-hmm. good because <laughs> she's I, she's the one that's like, uh, you know, being in a JRPG is fake, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why i feel like my go-to party was ash and neon Mm -hmm. because yeah neon is like being in a jrpg is fake and ash is like ash is the person at your tabletop game who's too in character ash is fantastic yeah yeah the thing with the thing the only bad side to playing with English dialogue on is that every time I hit the left-right D-pad command to, like, tell my two companions to buckle down and take care of a boss for me, um, I, I've i heard the phrase, Take it from here, Dion! Like, fi- 5,000 times at this point. What's the problem? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, sometimes you just hear the same voice line a bunch of times and then you start to it gets stuck in your head this is why jen can't play fighting games <laughs> i've i've Are tried to play cues? xenoblade so okay occasionally i will put up with repeating voice acting <laughs> are those cubes though yes yeah, yes they're yes they're cubes right oh they're cubes okay got cubes. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, like a true nightmare human, my roommate was cooking with cubes of pancetta and I mumbled, are those cubes? Because I deserve to go to hell. Every single time Jack just goes, are those cubes? I'm just like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) I love that they didn't come up with a more, the fancier name for it either. It's just always, oh, hey, it's those cubes again. Yeah, they're just cubes. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the nice thing is they're very like the the party is very workmanlike about their jobs, right? 
I'm sure the cubes have a proper name. They don't give a fuck. They're cubes. <laughs> I like that they're cubes, but because of the like aliasing of the graphics, you can't quite tell that they're cubes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because they like rotate around the sphere, it looks more like a sphere. Like, oh, you mean the sphere of the save sphere? Uh, but well, but, but it, it is made of cubes. But but and- yeah. Also, it transforms, right? Before yes. you approach it, it is just a cube, and then it turns into the spinning rings of probably cubes. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Uh, I fucking died laughing when uh, a flashback happens with the princess, and she's like, what's your name? He's like, Jack. And no, what's your last name? And he goes, Garland, and then the music swells up. I'm like, dude, <laughs> fuck, why? Like, at some point in the development, they were going to try and keep that a secret, but people guessed it immediately, so at some point, Nomura was like, yeah, this is Garland. And the entire <laughs> marketing direction changed from watch this mysterious story play out to watch how Garland fell. Garland. He's Garland. Yeah. You may have heard of him. Garland. It's like that fucking <laughs> Netflix show where they named a character like Antichrist in a different language and people guessed the twist. And I was like, oh, well, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's not, is that, it, I don't think it's a twist when you, it's the character's name. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the, sh- the the game still kind of treats it like one. Uh, oh, the, I mean, this game does <laughs> kind of treat it like one. It is very 100%. funny. 100%. Um, I mean, like, literally, the, um, the the like final well, not even the final trailer the, like you know the the one with with my way playing is just the end of the game. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, and I, when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, I, I see it all. I, I it all you know. I Jack's going to be chaos on purpose and do a big boss thing to make Final Fantasy happen. And like him being evil is the sacrifice that makes Final Fantasy the power it can be. Blah 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 blah. And I was correct about all that. The only difference was I I thought the. Uh, Sarah healing Jack's anger was going to be a bigger part of it and not uh, Jack being bros with Astos. <laughs> yeah. The part where Sarah dies and then the other party members are immediately like, okay, in order for this to work, we have to die. And in order for... The part is so sick. It is yeah. really cool. It's a shame it's not an actual fight. Like, you yeah. can't lose that fight. They just die eventually. Um... They don't have, like, a specific move set from, like, the classes they've got. It's not really, a, uh, like, a boss fight. It's just um, a narrative moment. It is cool, though. Yeah, see, I wasn't sure if I had just undermined the moment by uh, starting the fight by casting Ultima, and then they were all just passed out on the ground. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually like the combat in this game, too. It's fun. The combat's really fucking good, and the attitude that Jack brings to every specific action just amplifies it so much. Like, at some point I decided to try playing Pugilist a little bit, even though I'm usually never a person who likes punching and kicking, but it's just so fucking great to combine abilities and just watch Jack cast haste and then punch like land such a flurry of punches that you can barely see it and then he gets them staggered he tosses to them to the ground he punches them in the head a few times blows up into crystals it's so gratifying to watch it happen and to control it <laughs> and apparently we're not going to believe what the what the boss of that DLC is 
That's what Nomura says. Yeah, so there's three DLCs, and it's like the fourth DLC. Uh, no one's going to guess what it is. So um, everyone immediately started guessing uh, it's going to be the um, Dissidia thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he did see. put out a press release saying that, oh, you might notice from the titles of these DLCs that they might resemble a certain other Final Fantasy property. <laughs> Uh, if they're yes. going to make it this whole thing, they should have given Garland his sword, Jack his sword from that game where it's like a buster sword that's also a fucking whip sword. It was sick. Is that what's going on in Dissidia? Yeah, in Dissidia, a, a Garland has the like buster sword, whip sword. It's very cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I played way too much of the story mode of Dissidia. No, that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's, it's so depressing how they really wanted that to be an esports staple, and then it didn't happen, and they kind of shelved all their DLC plans like a year or two later. But, uh, oh, that was, that was so funny, because like, it got way more DLC than you'd think it got, but it still got like cancelled. Like Square can't plan something and finish it and then be like, okay, that run's come to an end. They have to like they're they're going until they fucking stop it all, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like the 15 DLC. Um there was no reason for them to have announced that second series of 15 DLC, but they did. And then once they announced it, there was no reason to fucking cancel it, but they did. What's going on over there? Yeah, that part makes me worried about whether we'll actually get all the DLC for this game. But it- The only reason I'm optimistic is because they already sold it to people. If you bought the deluxe edition or whatever, that includes the DLC. So they they either have to refund everybody like $30 or they have to make that DLC. <laughs> still Technically they it. don't have to refund. Like Warner Brothers just straight up canceled D- Batman DLC for the Wii U and went like, fuck you, we're not giving anyone's money back. Wait, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. That happened, uh, yeah. Um, I would really like, because I know, I've seen this game underperformed, which I think is a shame. Like it didn't do very well by any of the numbers. Um, not to like Babylon's full levels. Um, but for a Final Fantasy thing, it doesn't seem to set the world on fire. Uh, and I'm kind of disappointed by that, I guess. I, I feel like it deserves a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, to be but, fair, they put it out a month after Elden Ring. They put it out a month after... I mean, the game... Not even a month, like a couple weeks. The games aren't like similar, basically, at all. No. Um, but still, it's the same target audience. And that <laughs> Elden Ring's like 150 hours. Just put it out now. There's no video games now. Where are yeah. all the video games at? I understand End of Fiscal, but you already had fucking six other games. Uh, yeah. But um, I'm curious what will happen with the DLC because, you know, the Neo DLC happened and that they also made that. And uh, I trust Team Ninja's like scale of what they can do there. Um, but... I do wonder what it'll be like, and now they know that all oh, the 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 audience for this DLC is really small, and we we've already made the money. The amount of people who are, who played the game, but might also buy the DLC, is very small. I wonder if they'll pivot it to like um, still DLC, but like you know a standalone thing, mm. like if you could just spend twenty bucks and get the DLC, um, rather than also having to buy the game. That might be what I'd do for a DLC of like a cult game, um. But I'm not Square Enix. I'm sure it'll just be a ridiculous decision and no one will buy it and they'll go, oh, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... Especially since this game has a weird post-game of sorts. Like, 
the way that oh! you... <laughs> <laughs> the way that you just constantly unlock new gear and you push your character's classes levels further and further and you just keep unlocking new missions like it feels like they've almost built something that if they if they manage to do it they could spin it around and make it into a thing where you just log in for your daily missions or something the post game of this game is so fucking bad i'm so disappointed because i think that like the kit that your character has the enemies that you fight and the levels that you go through while fairly bare bones are enough to encourage multiple playthroughs and experimenting with different playstyles, i think you could construct an end game out of the parts they have that is really engaging uh they didn't they did like a really stupid loot grind where you're trying to do the shortest level possible to do to get the maximum number of crystals to unlock the 300 uh level version of every level um because if you play the lower ones it's just piss easy at this point once you've got the, the gear for it uh but you, each of those needs like 250 crystals and the most you can get from a mission is like 13 uh so so to unlock the hard mode of any mission requires like hours of grinding um all in search of greater loot that could push your powers in ways that i don't give a shit about what i actually want to do is be incentivized to use different classes to try different Mm. builds in different situations because the breadth of things you can do is really interesting there's so many different like classes that work i like playing the mage i like playing the pugilist and the monk and all that stuff i really like playing with axes and charging those up uh there's so much variety and i'm like how is this the end game why isn't it like i don't know like a roguelike or something i i'm not i'm normally not a roguelike person but with the situation they have i'm like what if you told me what um you know what bosses i was fighting and what gear i had and then I could improvise from there, and it would be interesting. But instead, I I can choose what to do, but all the systems are pushing me to do are grinding in a really uninteresting way, and it fucking sucks. The end game sucks so bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, one criticism I have of the combat system and stuff is the way it rolls out abilities and stuff as you upgrade, it doesn't really contextualize things very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of get abilities dumped on you a lot. Um, and then also some classes are like, for example, red mage is just dog shit. And I know you might say, well, six red mage is always dog shit at every final fantasy. And I'd say not this much. (laughs) It's just fucking terrible in this game. I mean, the early jobs are like there to be, um, stepping stones to later jobs generally, but then they, they like interact with the, um, gear synergies in different ways so you need specific gear for specific items and it's all based on rng tape oh it sucks i just want to experiment with all the possibilities like an rpg please why did i yeah. not level up properly why is everything tied to gear Don't know. yeah and you just end each mission with like hundreds of pieces of gear which you then have to they I- had to patch a fucking thing where it you can automatically dismantle all the fucking loot you get Yep. It's so bad. <laughs> yep, and even then I kept accidentally setting the threshold too low for what level it would take before they dismantle gear for you. So I was constantly going into missions and raising it a little bit, only to realize, oh, I still got 300 items and I have to go, I have to just scroll down this menu holding the select button and uh, get rid of all of it. Yep. 
Also, the level design is kind of all over the place. Like non-existent. <laughs> exactly. Like for thirteen, at least, at least thirteen oh. looks and sounds like thirteen. You're just in there. It's like, oh, okay, this is Final Fantasy thirteen. This is nice. But what uh, well, how do you can change like change the weather and stuff? Like, but no matter what the weather it is, it looks like shit. <laughs> that area looks so bad. Uh, it's not one of the better looking areas. I I actually think that like the level design is um very strange and like it's not bad i i realized later on that it's not that it's like really bad i actually think the level design's kind of consistent and smart and you can see the human touch there it's just like painted with the most awkward brushes imaginable like you know there are bits where you have to do this gate to unlock this door and go through this thing uh, and you can see, oh, a, a person designed it. This is like a level with an engagement flow designed by a human, a real level designer. It's it's not just prefab bits stuck together. But then the experience of moving through it is like it's a massive corridor with a like really inelegant left turn into another massive corridor that looks yeah. shit. Uh, so even though in the broad sense, on like graph paper, I can see how someone's designed an interesting series of levels. Uh, the environments and the like spatial experience is so boring. Well, I think I think it was like the Dimension Six level or something where it's like you have to like disable the turrets that are shooting at you, but like the way you get there is like really awkward corridors because you can't fucking jump. You can't just like jump into another corridor. Mm-hmm. You have to find where the awkward piece of geometry is where they want like expect you to go. And I'm just like, this sucks, guys. That is the worst map. Yeah, there's a bit in Dimension 15 where you have to climb over a ledge that, like, Jack's a strong guy. He could just pull himself up, and I imagine he could find ways to get the others up to. But you have to basically topple a statue nearby and uh, walk very carefully along that statue in order to, like, cross this not-that-high ledge. (laughs) And it's very silly. I think the the funniest thing to me is in uh the the like the last area dimension 6, right? Not actually the last area I guess, but like real close to. It is um, the last original area in the game. It's the the floating island from Final Fantasy 6, yes. Right. But the hilarious thing is you have to go to different sub areas to take down the islands to open up the final thing. And the way you access different sub areas is you walk <laughs> through a colored gate that puts that color filter over the screen for the whole time you're there. So it feels like you're in different places. That one kind of ruled. That's kind of ridiculous. That's what I mean of like, it's clear the tools for this were super rudimentary. They could meant like basic areas and connect them in different ways, but I can still feel them trying. Like the level yeah. design does get more complicated and there are interesting, like, you know, I go into this room and I'm like, there's a thing to, to you know, there's a gate to destroy here. Where's the gate? I can't see it. It must be off in this room. Okay. It's this one thing. It's all very simple and rudimentary, but like it, there is a natural flow to a lot of it. It's just a shame that the levels are so barren and uninteresting. Um, yeah. There's like uh in in the and like in the FF six one like the characters comment on the level design sometimes in fun ways right where like they're in the FF six one like areas are sometimes sectioned off like big by big like rib cages and the first time I encountered one and smashed it down Ash was like I'm surprised you knew you could break that and yes. Jack is just like I break shit it's just what I do <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like yeah it had a health bar. <laughs> I do not envy um, the team for when they had to tackle Dimension 7, a.k.a. Final Fantasy 7, because, like, Remake is right there, and it just, this whole construction 
pales in comparison to what they were able to do with Remake. It's... And apparently they weren't allowed to get any good music. I yeah. will say. Uh, the the ch- seven music is the funniest shit on earth. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like them like doing the notes for Mako Reactor, but like very slowly. <laughs> the choices for the pulls of both levels of music from every game, this is an anniversary game, but the choices are like, the fuck you choose? Like, what? The mountain like, from 10. The fucking mountain! <laughs> you give me the snow... Oh, that iconic level and piece of music from Final Fantasy X, Mount Gagazette. The one everyone's fucking looking for. Are you kidding me right now? They um, don't even do, like, the hymn. They, right? It's just, like... The 13 yeah. music is as, like, prominent as the musical references get. Yes. The, um, the fucking... Final Fantasy VIII one, where it's the lava caves, which are two caves. screens yes. in the original yes. game. Yes, <laughs> literally, I that one. I was like, I was like, almost done with the game. I'm like, well, I didn't do eight yet. Like, what's the eight level? And, and I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, that was supposed to be eight. Okay, well, and there's a forest from nine. When even though there's another forest, I'm like, why? Okay, I know they're I guess they're reusing tree stuff, but like. I probably would have done the forest from ten, and then nine I'd have done uh, something else because I don't remember the fucking. You, you got to do the far plane for ten. That'd have been sick. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't have because they have no money. But I, I understand why they. Could, but like, I like the fifteen one because even in their ridiculous everything's a square corridor <laughs> thing, it is just like a building with you know uh, fire extinguishers. Also, really funny because while they say dimensions and usually like. It's a mountain. It's a cave. I can believe them being in Final Fantasy 1 world. I can't quite believe Final Fantasy 1 world containing the entire fucking city of insomnia from Final Fantasy 15. Which is very funny. I love that just outside the window is more city. Like, okay, who cares? (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I also love how their representation for 12 is that specific temple, but then instead of, like, having one moving wall you have to fight, they threw, like, <laughs> like ten in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the part where you, like, you jump down, and there's one of those moving walls, and you kill it, and you jump down, and there's another, and you jump down, and there's another, and you jump down, and there's another. <laughs> like, I think guys. it's just three. I think it's just three. Is it I just think three? It's a, I think it's a you're probably one. You're probably right. You're probably right. I know so this, because I did the second mission go where you had to find the... Um, uh, the, the trident. The trident. Uh, and it can be in one of four chests uh, about ten times to grind a thing. Um, so I know that level really well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I know that level really well because I just didn't notice the chest. And I was there for like an hour and a half. It was hell. Yeah. Uh, this thing, this game does a thing where you get side quests that bring you back to levels you've already completed, and they basically mix up where you're starting, the doors that you can open, that sort of stuff, and that, the, the remix for 12 was definitely the most hellish one I went through, just because it was, it made a lot more sense going through it the first time, just because it felt like you were clearing a real dungeon in a way that the others d- quite didn't. And going back to it, it just places you in the middle of that progression and asks you to figure out where to go from here. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a good game. Yeah, good it's a game. Yeah. It's, it's a great game, and it also made me realize I should play more Final Fantasy in general. Because, like, I think the only Final Fantasy I had finished up to this point 
the only two Final Fantasies were Seven and Seven Remake. So of course, immediately after playing this game, I was like, I'm going back to Seven Remake. But uh, <laughs> I... that's the blessing. That's the blessing and the curse of this game is that I think the combat is really cool and like. Like like marriages like this type of like action game with Final Fantasy, but then I, I I get done playing it and I start playing it on like higher difficulties and I'm just like, I could just play ten two. I haven't played ten two yet. I could just play that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen, you should play Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you'd like it. It's long. You'll be annoyed by that. Whatever. That's fine. But I know you'll like that game and you'll definitely like thirteen two. Which I haven't even played, so I, 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 who am I talking? But, Jed, you gotta do it. You made a yeah. video of 13.2. I made a video of 13.2? With the Chocobo song. I didn't record it. I fucking took it off YouTube and put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It was, it was googled, a formatted like YouTube. I googled crazy. Final Fantasy Cho- Crazy Chocobo and was like, I need to share this with my followers. <laughs> About five years ago now. <laughs> listen, <laughs> that yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I said listen. I'm gonna stop talking. Crazy Chocobo is great because it's only when you get on a specific Chocobo. Like, it's I not just like it's not like the default Chocobo music. The default Chocobo music is just like this, like jazz jam that's cool. But then you get to a world and you get on the Chocobo. And it's like, yo, this Chocobo is evil. We play this fucking song. I'm like, let's go. And crucially, it's not like built up to in any way. You just no. you just get on the Chocobo expecting a normal song. I just like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like this Chocobo drains your health, and that's like, okay. So you think you're gonna ride this Chocobo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- I have tried to play thirteen once or twice before. I I guess my thing is. The specific way the combat works is you can't really brute force your way through specific fights. It requires you to use your brain a little and yes, but the, but the okay, but the problem is once you use your brain once, you've used your uh, you've used your brain, <laughs> and then you you do the fights that are the same puzzle and you just blow through it. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely need to go back and maybe bring his strategy guide with me or something because no, I really love Jen, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I promise you'll, you'll be, be fine. fine. You'll be fine. Okay. There there are like one or two fights that are like bottlenecks early on. And that's that Yeah. Then Just ask up. ask us for help when you get stuck, but I promise you it's not too big a deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know they redid all the cutscenes for Xbox, so it's worth checking out. Yeah. Uh shall we take it to questions? Yeah, seems like that's a good idea. Um, you can send questions and comments to us at abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just remember to put novel not new in the subject line so M or Jackson can catch when they come in and uh, send them over to us. Uh, first question comes in from Crass, friend of the show. A friend of most shows. Show friend. Uh, <laughs> I really love my time with Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, and I still find myself in awe at how much emotion they got out of Astos leaving Jack hanging for the fist bump. Uh, also, <laughs> can't believe they had me shipping these two, and it's, yeah, it's the pixel argument. Um, the bit uh, uh, the after he kills all the party members where he does a fist bump 
but to no one. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god. So good. <laughs> I, and yeah, like you mentioned earlier, but the part where after he has all the flashbacks and Astus is just like, see? You forgot. Yeah, the homies. It's <laughs> just like, fuck! You fucking idiot, you forgot. And Jack's like, Jack is just like, please forgive me. And, and he's like, like, no! no. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm gonna die in two seconds. Anyway. Do you realize how much this is fucking sucked? It's great. Uh, and when you do the like the like the phase two transition like finisher and it's the fist like you try and punch him and Astos turns it into a fist bump. Ah, uh, it's very good. Yeah, they they get a lot of mileage out that fist bump and it's great every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They also get a lot of mileage out of like <laughs> you trying to do a finisher and not succeeding <laughs> once every boss fight. <laughs> <sighs> I, I think the, I think the weirdest example of that for me was like that giant crab monster or whatever. Um, I think it was in between like six or something. It was like an underwater level, and they just transition into the wildest fucking dubstep after you fail to execute them once. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Square Enix's audio team occasionally just drops in to drop some fucking bangers before going back to what they normally do. I really wish the battle music was per level and not just one theme. Hell yeah, that would that would make a same. Difference. I'm so sad that the only like thematic pulls from the other games are like a couple bits of mo- like motif in the more ambient background music. You don't get like yeah. battle music for each game. It's very disappointing. Yeah. I don't fucking get yeah. blinded by the light. Yeah, uh. you don't get stand your ground. I mean, the battle theme is so close to blinded by light <laughs> yeah. as it true, is. So true, true, true. Like, but you don't get the um, you don't get the violins. Yeah. The violins are what make it. The vi- the violins there is it. <laughs> There's violin in the theme. Yeah. You um, do you do but get it's, it's yeah it's disappointing. I did like the battle theme, but not. It would be cooler if it was just per level. You do get theme song by Frank Sinatra, which when I saw that just scroll oh down in the credits. Oh, the credits. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love Nomura being like, basically the premise of this game was, I heard the Frank Sinatra song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The title of the song isn't even in the credits, it's just this theme song by Frank Sinatra, (laughs) like he wrote it for the game. Gotta pay more for that one. (laughs) (laughs) You want to hear the chorus, you gotta pay more money, sorry. (laughs) It's technically a slightly different edit, so this song is actually called Stranger Paradise by Frank Sinatra. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, we have one more email in uh, from Kyrie. Uh, Stranger of Paradise being a riff on uh, Final Fantasy 1 and the Final Fantasy series as a whole, are there any other games or series that could benefit from a Stranger Paradise style reimagining? Mario. See, just I actually thought about Mario. Okay, <laughs> just that's like... it, just Mario. <laughs> well, it's just like a, a dude in like overalls named Bowser and buying someone and yelling, fuck off! Bowser did it his way. Going by Ralph the entire time and then someone's like, oh yeah, my name's Ralph Bowser. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> The thing is, it'd be hard to do 
something like this for other games just because like f so few other franchises have been going for this long and have such this have this level of body work to pull from but aside from that you also need to have a first game whose premise and story overall is so deadpan simple that you can basically be like okay we're gonna take this and we're gonna twist this up a little and that's a hard combination to have like having that many decades of video games to pull from and a super simple first game. Actually, I think it's really action. easy to have... Um, I I think if any franchise has lasted this long, the first game's going to be pretty simple if it started in the 80s. I want a Gundam action RPG prequel where you play as Tam Ray. Okay, yes. In, in the world where you bring an anime, then they win. But I'm like, <laughs> what happens in Mega Man? Like, you can do this for Mega Man. Sure, you can do this for Mega Man. I don't think you should. No. I think the game where Wily's like a secret good guy sucks. For some reason, I'm like, when Garland's a secret good guy, I'm like, yeah, that rules. But if Wily's a secret good guy, I'm like, no, that guy's evil. <laughs> uh, really throw people for a loop and like take the most fraught ground possible and do it for Mega Man X and make Sigma the good guy. <laughs> he already God. is. Wait, he is? I'm, it's, I only played X. Sigma seemed like he was just correct about everything. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's uh, one I of those. It's I one of those circumstances. I mean, you know, eventually he just turns to a cartoon virus that turns people into jokers. But like, <laughs> well, in the first is, game, he's like, slavery is bad. So yeah, you know. <laughs> it is. It is one of those classic <laughs> scenarios where it's like. The villain goes, I think actually humans are mistreating people. Uh, that's supposed to make them villains. And you're like, but that's that's true. That's not a villainous thing to say. That's why yeah. I don't like Mega Man X, but I do like Mega Man. I just, he's just a, Mega Man's just like a nice guy. Have you heard of Astro Boy? Well, we made him. <laughs> hmm. What would I... Stranger of Paradise. I mean, my answer is Sonic, but they already do this every 20 years. <laughs> 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 they do. <laughs> uh. hmm. I feel like if you made Resident Evil 6 a prequel, it could do this really effectively. Or it's just this <laughs> ridiculous never, over the top action thing that. They're never up. going back to the Resident Evil 6. I, I know people <laughs> want it. Like, not, every, not enough people because that's why they're not going to do it. But imagine if they went back to the Resident Evil 6 formula. I mean, imagine I get if it, games could fine, get stupid but... again. I know. It's. <laughs> It's just, yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like Stranger of Paradise is its its specific formula. I think is really well suited to to Final Fantasy, and it's kind of hard to find another one that's a truly good match. Like, I mean, you can, you wouldn't do this with. I don't want a Dragon Quest game that's an action RPG with a dude yelling "fuck" all the time. It, I don't. I think it's really easy, and I think like Snake Eater is Snake Eater. This exists. It's called Snake Eater. But they Snake Eater doesn't <laughs> redefine any of the gameplay or anything. Oh, the gameplay side of it. I just mean the part where like Big Boss is the villain, and then he's like the tragic hero who makes Metal Gear oh, happen. I mean, okay, yeah. If 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 our premise is, what if they made a game where it turns out the bad guy was good? Like, yeah, welcome to fucking video games. <laughs> right. <You're> that, right. <laughs> sorry, that was the premise. That was how I was working for this. Okay, I was taking the whole package. Um, you mean like, oh, which has like enough enemies that you could make in the different designs and tra yeah, translate yeah. to a new action RPG? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, if, if 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 just what if bad guy was good, you're right, that's actually quite easy. <laughs> Damn. I, I guess 
Jackson, you were right with Metal Gear. Like, that's kind of a perfect example of them kind of doing that already, because that feeds right into the MSX games and all that. It also has a song that Kojima listened to and was like, damn, that's just like my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he put nuclear in the game? That was a good song. Why didn't he put nuclear in the game? God, I'm going to play Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy, I'm going to play Metal Gear Solid (laughs) 5 again, and that's the worst goddamn idea. Why are you doing that? Just play Metal Gear Solid 3 again. Because I... Gameplay, why? No. First of all, no. first of no. all, first no. of all, I'm not no. one of the Metal Gear. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Let me say a sentence. You're gonna you're gonna say no to this too, but it's a different thought, which is that Metal Gear two, Solid Two is better than three. I mean, I don't have a strong stance on this. Could give less of a shit. I think they're both two of the best games I've made. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally prefer two just because it's more straightforward. But yeah, it's wait, excuse me. <laughs> Hang on, I have a question for the teacher. Like <laughs> flag, flag on the field. <laughs> See, there's this vampire who calls himself Vamp, but that's because he's a bisexual and he runs up walls. This gender Metal Gear Solid Two is more straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I meant it in terms of like you're not implying camouflage and looking at an index and like uh, mechanically. Eating fucking... Yeah, okay. yeah I guess this, this is um how I think that uh uh Dream Drop Distance is like makes makes Kingdom Hearts law much simpler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> see, because he had he had an he had an X on his outfit. You see. Oh, the recusant sigil, you're telling uh-huh. me. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to call things keyblades or keyblades, and you can only tell if you're looking at the subtitles. Uh, some pronounce it Kai, but the meaning is the same. <laughs> I, okay, I want this we have, podcast to end. We have to end the podcast <laughs> before we just start quoting Kingdom Hearts for 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> End the podcast! Only you can do this! I can't! It's just job! I can't! Where can, where can people find you, Ryan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LewisRose430. I have uh, another podcast on this very network called The Safe Room, which I do with my friend Grace. We cover uh, once a month, we play a horror game uh, and we talk about it into microphones. Um, we did Silent Hill, was our first episode. Uh, that's out now. It's very good. People seem to like it. Uh, and next month, or this month, I guess, we're doing The Thing. Uh, for Hell PS2. yeah. Uh, it's also on other platforms, but we're playing it on PS2. I've played like an hour of it. It's fucking awesome. It's a um, sick game. So yeah, I look forward to that. All right. Remember The Thing game. Alongside like that Reservoir Dogs game. And yeah. The Warriors. <laughs> As, like, when classic movies are just getting video games. Wild. Yeah. The and Godfather now they don't make be- a game. They made a Sopranos beat em up. <laughs> they did. They made that Buffy game. Man. Yeah, now they don't make games out of anything. What was game six you were playing on stream that you actually really liked? I <laughs> the The one that you were doing for like your stupid, like, I'm going to play 365 games like this year. Oh, Seven Samurai 20XX. I think yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the, the adaptation oh! of the fucking classic film only. Yes. It's like anime cyberpunk now. And <laughs> shonen. Um, yeah. Game's actually like, it's bad, but like in a really sick way. Um, I just want to play bad PS2 action games. That's it's so really good. all I want to do. <laughs> okay, I gotta stream some Chaos Legion. Uh, Jackson, where can people find you? 
Find me at HeadfulsOff on Twitter.com. Uh, and you can find the podcast that I'm doing at anormalmapping.com, which uh, also hosts this one and the um, the safe room. We mm-hmm. just host the podcast, I guess. Also, uh, Patreon.com slash AbnormalMapping. Yeah, that's where you can support uh, support me and um, and the podcast we do. And you can get the Great Gundam product there for uh, $1 a month. And you can get other podcasts for slightly more. $5 gets you Blockbusters, which is probably our best podcast. Sorry that it costs money, but it is very good if you like us talking about stupid fucking movies. It is a very entertaining podcast. <laughs> where can people find you, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. If you want to let me know about stuff, my DMs are open because no one follows me, so it's safe. Um, I want to thank myself for turning my mic down in advance of this, knowing that I would get very clippy. Um, also, uh, scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Jen? Yeah, and you can find me in all those same places Six is at, except my Twitter is at JBU3. And uh, we're we're about to say goodbye, but don't tune out immediately because we're going to actually throw it to a pre-recorded bit announcing the next novel, not new game. What is it? What is it? Don't need a bit now. You did it. No, I'm just going to censor that in the edit. (laughs) I wasn't sure whether I had to stay silent so you could put it in. But you can just edit things. Like oh. Just say goodbye, Jen. Yes, have a good day, oh, everyone. And <laughs> uh, have a good day and we'll see you next month. Great! Good job, everyone. Six. Yes, Kyrie? Where are you from? Where I'm from? Yes, I'm very curious. Hmm. That's a complicated question. I lived a lot of places growing up. A lot of places? Yes. But I think there are two answers I tend to give. These days I live in California, so to most people I say California. But when other Californians ask, they mean, where did you come to California from? To them I say Illinois. Illinois. Is that far? It's pretty far from California. Actually, I guess it's closer to you than it is to me. I see. What is it? No, it's nothing. Kyrie. What is it, Six? Can you tell me more about Twitter? We call it the Hell Site. The Hell Site? Yes, it's a very grim place, and there are many terrible people. But there are so many special people, too. We find joy in it. Sounds difficult. It can be very difficult. I think it's worth it for the friends we make there. Oh. Where can people find you on Twitter? I'm at Kyrie A. Page on Twitter. I see. Kyrie? Yes, Six? I'm getting kind of tired. Do you think we could wind this skit down? Yes, I think that's a good idea. What game is Novel Not New covering next month? Next month? Novel Not New will cover Shenmue 3. The third one? Yes. You, Jen, and I, the three of us, we already podcasted about Shenmue 1 and 2. Oh, that's right. I liked those games a lot. I did as well. You can listen to those podcasts on the Scanline Talks feed, and there will also be links in the show notes. 
it seems like a good idea to listen if you're not already familiar with the games. Yes, though we will also summarize the first two games as part of the podcasts, so you won't need to have played them. Did you say we? Oh, Six, did you not remember? I will be guesting on that episode with you. Oh, I see. Let's rest now, Six. This skit has outstayed its welcome. Yes, I think you're right. Let's rest. <laughs>